To Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! What is up everybody, I am Ryan the Area Man and this is the Think Tank Podcast. Welcome, thanks for clicking the download button and uh, listening, or at the very least clicking the download button. Um, so, today, part two of uh, MH370, the missing Malaysia Airlines airplane uh, from way back in 2014 the conversation continues today um, basically what we get into today we, we kind of break down a few more um, a few more things that we think uh, or that have been presented in that book and through uh, like the news articles and all that as to what could have happened with the plane and then uh, most recent reports that it came out about finding parts of the plane and we uh we kind of dig into that a little bit and uh not to jump the gun on that but we kind of find contradicting stories um are not really it, it is contradicting and uh you'll see you'll hear all about it well as we, we get into it pretty good and then uh we also start to get into uh dissecting the uh like I told you guys last week, the uh, report that came out about a guy who sent a text via his Surrey uh, on his iPhone, uh, which ended up tracing back to a uh, secret military base in the middle of the Indian Ocean. So we kind of start to get into that a little bit. So that's what uh, that's what we talk about today in a brief summary. Um, yeah. It's a pretty good episode. Uh, then next week, obviously, uh, everything wraps up with this. But uh, you'll have to hear what we talk about next week. Next week. So, um, let's see. Do I want to get into anything right now? I will have an update on uh, my appearance on uh, Chicago PD. I can now say it because it has now aired. Uh, my appearance on Chicago PD uh, from last Wednesday, 
I'll have an update at the uh, at the end of the episode or after the beef of the episode. You know when I do my outro, that's when I'll talk about that. So I look forward to that. Um, and yeah, I guess that'll do it. So let's head on into the conversation and uh, continue this conversation with myself and Dave. Take it away. looking at the big scheme of things it seems like a lot of work to sell guns to our enemy too right seems like a lot of work to uh basically fund people to make drugs and then help them get the drugs in the united states and and you know and this is all admitted truths that are happening right it seems like why do we go through all these efforts to do these things? Because it's a big business. It's lots of money in drugs, lots of money in guns, lots mm-hmm. of money in war. Oh, yeah. So that's why you do these things. And who's always behind it? In the, the drug running, the gun selling. Who's behind it? The government. The CIA. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say they're behind this, but I would be willing to bet you... If, if, if let's just say you could walk in today and say I want to see every file you've ever you know have I bet you at some point you would after it would take you a long time oh, yeah. Hell yeah. you would come across something linking them to Flight 370 and the disappearance and all that hmm. now how do you keep people quiet on Diego Garcia how do you keep all Kill people I'm, yeah or threaten that mm-hmm you know, people will do a lot of shit that they don't want to do if they're in a position where it's it's death or it's doing what the fuck you're told to do, right. whether you agree with it or not. I mean, it, it's human. It's human nature. Oh yeah, it, for sure, for sure. Would you rather like? And that's the thing. I can ask you: Would you rather die or be part of a major conspiracy, Dave? Now, here's the thing. Nobody's asking, do you want to be part of a major conspiracy? It's. You do this or you would die. (laughs) You do this one particular job. This one particular job, there's a hundred people doing one little tiny job for the overall conspiracy. And then you say, well, how how can you get that many people to do something? For instance, 9 11. How could you get all these people that would have required to go into Building 7 and. And wire it to be brought down as you would a, a normal when you're bringing right, down a right, building. Like a how could you do that yeah. with with the two trade towers? And all, how could you get all these people to do this shit and nobody talks? Well, it's called compartmentalization. It's the same way you can have what was that a hundred thousand people uh, in. in Involved in the Manhattan Project was, which was the creation of the atomic bomb. Yet none of them knew they were making the atomic the bomb. bomb yeah. That's fascinating, and not many people know about this. Yet it's you go look it up. It exists. It's real. Mm-hmm. There was 
100,000 people, average roughly, involved in this process. They all had one little piece that they were doing, and there was only a few people at the top that knew the knew whole everything. thing. Right, right. Well, that's all you need in this situation. So you have a pilot who thinks he's going to get paid this money. He's given this thing. He's told to be quiet. He's going to be part of a, uh, let's just say a... Call it research or some shit, yeah. Not even that. It's uh the fuck are they called? Where they... This happened on 9-11. They were doing a... Uh, they were having a war games that yeah, day. Yeah. It was... It was yeah, they, where they were practicing for a scenario mm-hmm. that, like what actually happened, and uh, they're they're called something, not war games, but it's like they they're doing these tests. Yeah, they're, mock trials. I can't remember what they're called yeah, other than mock yeah, trials, but yeah, we're both blanking on what it's actually yeah. called. But we know know what we're talking about. They do these things, and that could be what this pilot was told. Hey, you know. If they do any, and, and see, that's the thing. They've got people, uh, so like, you have a team of, say, ten people. These are all, let's just go with the CIA. In the CIA, they're the ones behind this operation, for whatever reason. Because their ultimate goal is to take this plane, try out this new technology that just got patented, make sure the technology works, take the plane, eventually resoup it up, fly it over a certain part of Russia who we have seemingly to this day are still trying to, it would appear, start a war with mm-hmm. or get them to attack us in some way so that we can start a war with them or something. Right. I, it doesn't make sense what the fuck, but there's a lot of shit we don't know happening. Uh, so it would appear that there's something going on with that, and all, that's ultimately the goal. So then they put together this whole thing, this whole operation, and this is how it's going to go down. And, you know, that's basically what it is then everybody else is just a piece you know what i mean yeah and you can shut down this eyewitness you can shut down this eyewitness and you know and and then you've got if the technology works think about it you're you're killing a hundred birds with one stone you're getting rid of the people that could have collected a lot of money on the patent right you're getting rid of them you're getting rid of uh so and and then you these people that are running this operation, who's paying them? Rothschild. Right. Which all links back to these higher upper class, or not, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. the elite, I guess, the yeah. Illuminati, if you, the fuckheads. If you say. Uh, I know it sounds ridiculous to a lot of people, and they're like, you're, you're insane, this is the kind of shit that gets people to, you know, that guy's crazy, you know. But if you really look at shit, you can't honestly sit there and say the official story makes sense. Right. You can't look at JFK's assassination and say the official story makes sense. You can't look at the official story and say 9-11 makes sense. You can't look at any of these things and say they make sense. The moon landing. Yeah. You know. Lots of these things. Mm-hmm. They don't make sense based on the official story. So, the official story isn't right. It's right. just not. There's n- it, it needs to... But then again, let's play devil's advocate on what I just said. Does it have to make sense? Or can some things just be what it is? Can it be as simple as the actual official story? No. I don't think so either, but why not? There's too many weird things that happened with it. You know what I mean? Like you said, 
Okay, he, he just for fun wants to learn how to fly into San Diego or Diego Garcia. San Diego. Diego yeah, Garcia. Yeah, Diego Garcia. Just, just for fun, just wanted to. Oh, I'm just doing it for fun. You yeah, know, let's I just happened to. I just happened to have it, so I did it. And then, yeah, we just happened to fly in there too. Well, the, not officially. Yeah, no, that's it right. Crashed. Yeah, that's right. Officially, it crashed, but. But okay. they, they don't know. There's too many holes in their But it didn't crash. Story. That's the thing. If it crashed... Where the fuck did it crash? Where? Yeah, they can't Recover pinpoint where it crashed because it didn't happen. Recover one fucking piece then. Yeah. One piece. Show me a bag of peanuts. That's all I care about. Yeah. Give me a fucking bag of peanuts that shows that it was on there. Right. You can't fucking do it. That's a, so it couldn't have crashed mm-hmm. is the point. So then what happened to it? It had to have... So if, if the whole Diego Garcia thing is bullshit, then you need to completely discredit the the text message linking it linking someone right. there that was coming from a phone registered to a guy who was on the manifest that's a tough one you can discredit that now discredit why in the fuck did the pilot have that yep okay there's too many too too many things and leading that way you it, know what I mean so yeah if if it didn't go there but then okay so how do you keep the the people stationed on Diego Garcia quiet. That's that's easy. They they're, work for the fucking military. The military yeah. Don't ask, don't tell. It, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's not like they're going to say, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and call home. Hey, wife, a fucking plane from Malaysia just flew in here and, you know. Yeah, we, we just took all the bodies off. We every phone call it. they make is recorded. Mm-hmm. They would know and they would kill that person instantly and they would kill the person they just called. Yeah. So somebody could have, but it would have never made it to a fucking... And right. yes, they do kill people to protect what they want protected. Now, Absolutely. you can raise the question, well, how come you guys can talk about it, put it on a podcast, and nothing happens? Because they can... If we gained enough traction, if this book gains enough traction, you know what they do? They pass those people off as... Crazy. Wackos, yeah, crazy. Not jobs. The same thing most people that listen to this right now are probably thinking. But in, if you, they'll dig up through our past, just like yeah, in and everything. And they'll find something. They'll find something. That, oh, they'll look at your past and say, "Well, fuck, he gave us a book we can refer to." Yeah, you know Dave's I mean? a fucking alcoholic. He's probably just drinking again, making up yeah, stories. And, and then yeah. they'll, and and if they, and if we really gain traction, where it was like, "Oh my God, they've got it figured out," and people are starting to believe this shit, it's a smear, or you just you commit suicide one day. Not saying you would right, actually do but that's that, what it would but look like. that's yeah. what it would look like. Or yeah. your car Breaks got go really fast, ran down the road, and ran right into a fucking tree. Mm-hmm. Which you wouldn't do that either, but because they can control that. And if you don't believe me, not saying you, Dave, but people right, out people there that there, yeah. could be questioning, look into it. Because almost any car that is built today can be remotely controlled. Not even just with, like, everyone with OnStar, for sure. Mm-hmm. If your car has OnStar, your car can be remotely controlled. Yeah. Uh, but almost any car that's built today can be hacked into and controlled remotely. Yeah. It, it's not, it is a technology that is in pretty much anything like that. So it, there's there's no denying that. So what do you think, then? So basically, I think, I gave what I think overall do you have any differing theories? No, I agree. I, I think it was it was definitely hijacked. I think yeah, all the people are probably dead. Um, I do think possibly that that plane is the one that they shot down just to kind of cover themselves up. 
too many, there's just too many variables, too many coincidences, and just too many fucked up things that nobody really knows. And we'll never know the truth. No one will ever know the truth. Right. So and that's the shitty part, is that... The families, you know. Well, yeah, that's... They they, won't, they'll never know what really happened to other people, you know. And they don't. They have no idea. It's not even like you can give them... Well, listen, we had a bigger operation we were doing here. We we took we took them and we had to kill them. Like even that gives some sort of closure. Yeah. Now it's just uh yeah they crashed somewhere we don't know where. Sorry. Yeah. It, Here, yeah. Here's free tickets for life. You know what I mean? Not even that. They aren't even getting that. Yeah. I think they did get um. And that's the other thing that's in this book. I'm starting to remember more as we talk about it. Uh, the lawsuits that the families then have because if there's a if if a plane crashes. The, uh, the airline, every every passenger is covered up to X amount of dollars that the airline has to pay out to. So, like, if I'm an airplane, it crashes, my family gets a payout of X amount of dollars. I'm right. covered by some sort of insurance yeah, that's covered insurance by, the, right. by the plane, okay, or the, the airline. So there's all these people, their families all have to get paid out. The airline is, there's some sort of loophole because they have no, the airline's saying, we, you got to have the plane. We can't prove that it crashed. Oh, that's fucked up. So <laughs> we don't pay until we can prove there's a crash. If you can't prove there's a crash, you don't need to pay anything out. Wow. The So then it goes to, well, somebody has to take the blame here. So mm. now we're going to go to, the failures of the all the 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 things that are supposed to do send pings here and there. There's failure in your system because right. you know even though all these other things can be turned off, there's still different things that can't be turned off or that should continue to ping after the fact. Being the black box maker, things like that. Right. The fact that it all goes off, there's error. So these companies are all guilty. You need to prove that we had. Something that something went wrong in, in the fact that, you know what I mean? Wow. So there's no way to connect, so nobody yeah. gets money. I'm sorry. Interesting, right? That's fucked so up. So nobody has to get it, nobody has to pay, and nobody has to, and nobody receives. Even though these people, so like, there's no closure, there's nothing. So wow. they have found the loophole in the whole fucking thing, and, and that's crazy. Mm. Like, I, I, I kind of think at, at some point, the, Someone did get paid. I almost want to look that up real quick. Really? Because it seems like w- when I was getting finished with this book that I looked up and there was, like, newer details where I almost want to say somebody did did end up paying out. But it was a... Uh, what the fuck was it now? Um, but I could be wrong on that. But then if you look at the connection, let's say then the Flight 17 was that airplane, and there was whoever the people were on that plane, you know, there was obviously payout there. Right. But who pays that one? Because it was shot down by Ukraine. It was a Malaysia, so Malaysia's not guilty of there. Right. Is it the Ukrainian government has to pay? Well, where's what the, was? do you remember what the reason behind Ukraine shooting them down? It was, they thought it was, uh, it was on accident, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was a. Uh, 
I think they thought it was like, like a, a bomber or something. Yeah, it was that that it was an aircraft that was entering their airspace that it shouldn't have been, or it was something like that. It was on accident, though. I remember. So if that's the case, then it would be Malaysia Airlines should be at fault because they went in the wrong airspace. But they, but I don't think they did it. That's why I think it was like somebody triggered the the missile. I think I just need to look up flight 17 real quick because I think we'll get okay you and you type in that one of them said Malaysia Airline flight 370 found curious to see what that said I'll go back to that in a second here alright um what is it? Let's see. Plane was, plane was mistakenly shot down by pro-Russian insurgents using a Buck surface-to-air missile fired from the territory which they controlled. Their judgment was based on sensors that traced the path of the missile, analysis of fragment patterns in the wreckage, voice print analysis of conversations in which separatist militants claimed credit for the strike, as well as photos and other data from social media sites. On October 13, 2015, well, that's two days before my birthday, the Dutch Safety Board released a final report on their investigation into the incident, concluding that the airliner was downed by a Buck Surface Air 9M38 series missile with 9N314M warhead launched from eastern Ukraine. The Russian government blamed the Ukrainian government for the incident, saying the Ukraine is responsible for the crash because it happened in Ukrainian airspace. Immediately after the crash, a post appeared on the Vikontakti social media profile attributed to Russian Colonel Igor Gherkin, leader of the, I thought that said dumbass at first, Donbass <laughs> separatists claiming responsibility for shooting down an AN-26 near Torres. But after it became clear that a civilian aircraft had been shot down, the separatists denied any involvement and the post was taken down. An independent analysis by Bellingcat of open source evidence indicated that Russian-backed separatists were in control of a Buck missile launcher on July 17th and transported it from Donetsk to something. While three eyewitnesses told the BBC that such a missile missile launcher was operated by a crew that seemed to be Russian in the area on that day. Okay, so it's just a bunch of fucking bullshit is what it is. It's, yeah. Nobody wants to claim it. Nobody wants... Then, then they do claim it, but then they realize... You know, oh, that, that, that's not, that wasn't us. Then they re retract it, and everybody's blaming everybody, and nobody wants to take responsibility. So, who in the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, that one had more people on the plane. Yeah. The crash of Flight 17 was the fifth Boeing 777 hull loss. The crash was Malaysia Airlines' deadliest incident, and its second of the year after the disappearance of Flight 370 four months earlier. So, four months. 370 goes missing four months later. This one gets shot down. Just happens to be Malaysia Airlines. I think that's a wild coincidence. Yeah, and the fact that no one really knows who did it. No one's taking any type of uh, responsibility. It was the exact same plane. Uh, it's, man, to me there's just too much coincidence there. Um, hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was a total of 298 passenger and crew 
And what was the Flight 370 total? To 87, I think, or 83 or something like that. So there's a... Or 289. I think it was 277 and 12. Yeah, 289. So 289 and 298. So there's a few more people Nine. you threw on there. So those could be people that they gassed and just... You know, but that's the thing. Like, it is weird. So you actually have bodies for Flight 17... You have nothing for Flight 370. Right. I'm curious if you took the bodies from Flight 370, going on the theory that I kind of presented that you kind of agreed on, basically. You gassed them all and you threw them on this one. How are you getting all these other people's passports... But that's not to say it's impossible to just take either dead people's passports or, you know, like people that have already, or just making fake people and creating passports for them because embassies have the ability to do, right. to make passports. Like, let's say you go to a country, foreign country, you everything gets stolen, you go to your embassy, it's the only way you're getting back into your country right. by going there, they do all this shit and they make you a new passport right there. Mm-hmm. There's abilities to to make things, you know what I mean, like passports. Like I couldn't make one, but right. you know. So, but then, don't you think they'd do autopsies on these bodies, or would it be completely quickly like nothing to see here, and they take all the bodies and they're all just like cremated or something? Or well, I mean, it got shot down, so it exploded anyways. Right, so you're exploding people, so it'd be hard. So to, it'd be very hard to yeah. get any type of autopsy because there'd be right. body parts everywhere, and yeah, people then, you might not even have bodies. And how would you? What? Well, yeah, you know what I mean. You might be missing right. some people, and then you wouldn't. So you wouldn't necessarily be able to do DNA taking right. like, oh, I have this chunk of human, whatever. Let's do it. Run a DNA test. See if we can match it to somebody that was listed on the plane. It seems like they probably wouldn't go that far with. Right. It. Well, you never know. They're going this far. Well, they're going so far <laughs> as to I mean? put passports. That if a plane gets blown up, but all the passports end up in one spot. Yeah, that's so. That weird. doesn't make sense. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't. The only way that would happen is if all the passports, when you get on a plane, get put into a black box, and yeah. that doesn't happen. I've been on a lot of planes with my passport, yeah. and they don't take it and put it in the black box. No, they they don't, never. They do. don't take it. Exactly. It's yours. Exactly. You keep it because <laughs> if something happens, you need the password, not the fucking pilot. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly, like, dude. I don't know. that. It, this is... So the Flight 17 crash, or the... Not crash, but the thing, that's Shoot a weird, weird thing. Like, it makes no sense. It really doesn't. And neither does Flight 370. Hang on. I think in this book here, there was... Go ahead, talk amongst yourselves. And now I was going to tell you, go back in there and, and search for the other one. I'll read the oh, other yeah, one yeah. while you're that reading just, that. I was looking for the... So here's the... I want to show you, Dave, just for reference. Here's the picture of the two Iranian guys with the stolen passwords. Look at the feet and the legs, how they're the exact same. Oh, yeah. But it's changed the yeah, upper half. Yeah. So that's that. And then they admitted... After they were questioned on that, that they faked it. They yeah, that's Malaysia nice. faked it. Like the government faked that, and they admitted that. Then mm. that's crazy to me. Um, hang on, there was something else I was going to show you. 
Um. Oh, that was one thing. One thing that could have caused a explosion on 370 was uh, the lithium batteries. There was a uh, a waybill listing the shipment of highly flammable lithium-ion batteries as part of the cargo on board Flight 370. There was like a lot. Um, trying to see, I'm trying to look at the picture of the bill to see how many. It was like pallets worth, really, of batteries that they were, and something like that. If caught on fire or something like that, could do something which could cause an explosion, but there should still have been the ability to report right. a thing. So that's, I don't know. Um, let's see. I think, okay. Let me pull up that. Uh, was it? You said it said found? Yeah, when you were typing it, yeah. Yeah, second one in. All right, Malaysia Flight 370 found. CBS News. Yeah, so this is debris on Australia Beach one year later. Where do you see that? Right in the blue letters right underneath your, your mouse right there, right there. see what it says. Debris on Australia Beach could be from Flight 370. This was March 10th, 2015. Let's see. What the hell is QZ8501? Another uh, one missing? Must have been another missing plane. Uh, Air Asia, QZ8501. It's uh, another missing airplane we never even heard about. Yeah. An unopened moist towelette bearing the Malaysia Airlines logo found on a beach in Western Australia could be from Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, but officials say even if it is, it's unlikely to help them find the plane that disappeared more than a year ago. The discovery, first reported by Australia's News 9, was made in July by a couple walking along the beach roughly 150 miles north of Perth. The small item is currently undergoing laboratory tests in Canberra to verify whether or not it did indeed come from the ill fit. How in the fuck could you take yeah find it from a fucking rag? How could you test that and say, "Oh, this came from that plane"? I don't know. You'd have to have somebody's DNA on it mm-hmm. that was also on that plane. But that doesn't discount our theory because you could have planted that fucking piece. Yeah. And in our theory, you have access to these people's DNA. Yeah. Scroll down. He's got more or no? Yeah. An official with the Australian Transport Safety Bureau confirmed the towelette's discovery, but said the tests were unlikely to prove definitively any connection to Flight 370. Quote, it is unlikely that such a common item with no unique identifier could be conclusively linked Duh, with MH370. Saying. End quote. Uh, Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 has been missing since March 8, 2014, when it dropped off radar screens without warning. The ongoing search missions headed by Australia have scoured roughly 40% of an estimated 23,000 square mile area in the southern Indian Ocean. The full operation is due to be completed in late May. That was 2015. So, Like that one to that report there, the locator beacon battery expired a year before the flight. 
So that's why they're saying the beacon didn't work? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, though. But they're supposed to, that's the thing. They're supposed to check these batteries yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. So you're saying you didn't check a fucking battery for over a year for it to expire and be expired? But that also means that beacon for that plane wasn't emitting shit for every the other whole, flight that yeah, it did. exactly. And why didn't that... Raise a red flag. Raise yeah. a red flag that there's something, okay, we need to do something, we need to fix this plane because there's something wrong with it. Right. Apparently their yeah, uh, I think that's security bullshit. measures are not as good as uh, the United Apparently States. Apparently not. Um, let's see. On Sunday, investigators release a 584-page report detailing what is known of the missing plane's whereabouts and the search efforts thus far. The report states that the battery in the Boeing 7 locator beacon expired more than a year before Flight 370 even took off. Okay, so then, even if that's true, what the fuck happened? Right. But that is basically saying Malaysia's guilty because they didn't update their battery. Right? Yeah. I want to click on... Why is it taking so long? I did see this. Most debris found in Maldives not from MH370. Let's see. Fucking pop-up ads. I hate them. Should be made illegal. 239 people on board. How'd you get 289? You're close. The the very first page you saw showed me. It's 239. Interesting though. The very first page we looked at said two hundred and seventy seven. Or it was yeah, you know what, it was two hundred and twenty seven and twelve, yeah. Right. I was close. Um As Hunt moves pilot confident M M H three seventy will be found. Bullshit. And that was November twenty third. Officials confirmed debris is from Malaysia Flight three seventy. It's a video. Really? Where the fuck is Maldives? Let's see here. Let me pull up Google Maps. Hmm. This is great for the listeners. Yes. We're literally investigating it while, while we talk. <laughs> while we're doing the podcast. Alright. I think it's Maldives or Maldives. It's Maldives. I've heard people call it that. Okay, so it's right there. Now let's back out and see what the fuck it's near. Mind Nothing. Sri Lanka. Oh, by Sri Lanka. Okay. Oh, you know what else is near there? You need a triangle. No. What? Yeah. Now you see Sri Lanka and. Yeah. All right. Actually, that's it's not. So. You, you see Australia at the bottom, Africa, and all that. Yeah. See yeah. right. Remember, about roughly where that is. Okay. Oh. Now. See Mal- yeah. Maldives. Yeah. See where that is? Yeah. A little bit further south is Diego Garcia. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a short flight to 
you know. <laughs> you could destroy a plane at Diego Garcia and throw it in the ocean. I don't know, maybe 10 miles off the shore of the Maldives and yeah. something's going to show up. Yeah. But, and that could be the explanation of Flight 17. Or Flight 17 could have actually been a different plane. But then 370 was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who knows? You did make that, like, well, basically, if they, if 370 is being used as 17 now, somewhere a plane had to go missing, well, that could be it. Let's go back to that and see. Officials confirmed debris is, uh, should we play the video? Yeah, why not? Let's see what. Listen up, listeners. You can listen to the video with this. When is this from? August 5th, 2015. Okay. So, yeah. When there's a world Fucking of ads. Turn it down for the At least it's not from Malaysia Airlines. <laughs> Fly Malaysia. <laughs> it would be funny. Uh, let's see. I'll read the little thing. The Malaysian government confirmed Wednesday that a piece of an airplane wing found on a small island in the West Indian Ocean is from Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. The Boeing 777 disappeared almost 18 months ago. How, how convenient. All right, here we go confirmed what we all suspected debris on an island in the Indian Ocean is from the Boeing 777 that vanished nearly 18 months ago with 239 people on board. Here's Chris Van Cleve. After 515 days of searching, today's confirmation of the debris was the first concrete clue about the fate of Flight 370. It's believed the flapper on drifted some 2,300 miles from the Boeing 777's most likely crash site in the southeastern Indian Ocean. The flapper on was flown to France, where investigators will study the barnacles and damage for more clues. French prosecutors are also examining a suitcase found on Reunion. Former chair of the National Transportation Safety Board, Mark Rosenkirk. What types of things can you learn from just this one piece of an airplane? We could end up looking at how this aircraft may have gone into the ocean, whether it spiraled in, whether it came in as a soft landing. Lots of answers in this piece, but we have to spend more time with it so that we can unlock those answers. French prosecutors would only say there were strong indications the piece came from MH370. Scott, in a statement, Boeing also stopped short of confirming the flapper on was part of the missing 777, saying a technical team is assisting in the analysis. Chris Van Cleve in the Washington News. They're saying it's not confirmed. Fucking tagline says it was confirmed. Yeah. Fucking douchebags. Let's, uh, so what do you think about that? Do you think that's actually from the plane, or do you think... It's, uh. I don't think so. Well, here's the thing. Even if it was, at that point, you could have taken. I don't know. I don't think it was for two reasons. One, this was back in August, right? Yeah, I haven't heard anything. We ain't heard shit since. Yeah. And and there's no other. uh, There's no more updates on this discovery of the this debris there's nothing else yeah like you just said nothing else talking about it. there's not been any more let, let me look because let me do an actual google search of just that just the found there's got to be more current articles august 17th 
brought to Malaysia for analysis to determine its length. Okay, but I want to know what the analysis tells you. Oh, wait. Oh, it's a Malaysia Flight 370 bodies found. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's got to be bullshit, yeah. That's just taking people's searches. October 12th. Oh, no. Here's this one saying wreckage claimed to be found on. Oh, it could be the same thing. Let's, let's, uh. Oh. <laughs> let's see what this one is. This here yeah, one. See what it said. What it it said. says pilot skeleton and Malaysia flag found in plane wreckage on remote Philippines island. <laughs> All right. I think it's going to try and play a fucking video. I got turned down. All right. It says, Details from the reported discovery of plane wreckage on a remote island in the Philippines have stirred suspicious suspicions it could be linked to the doomed Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Aircraft debris, debris said to contain human bones was allegedly stumbled upon by bird watchers in thick jungle on the coastline of Sugbay Island in the province of Tawi Tawi. Malaysia Daily, the star writes, citing the as-yet-unverified report filed to Sandakan Police on Saturday, it states, they managed to get near the wreckage where they found human bones. They also found skeletal remains in the pilot's chair with the seatbelt fastened. Significantly, it also makes mention of the Malaysia flag, the colors of which are used in the livery of Malaysia Airlines. Would a year go by and you be in bone? You'd have no tissue left on you. Only if you were picked off. If you if you crash animals and shit in a jungle, because you know that's what, or there did it wash up on shore? Is that what it said? Um. No, they're in the thick jungle on the coastline, so they were in the jungle, so they crashed in the... Yeah. I don't buy that shit either, dude. Uh, let's see. I'm saying no. It's just hard to believe. Let's see. To me, what this feels like, not even feel, what this seems like is that there's such an outcry, and they needed to come up with something, or people weren't going to let it go. So it's like, okay, well, we need to put something somewhere. Say it was linked. But see, why hasn't there been anything else? Since then? Yeah. Okay, so if they've obtained this, these pieces, the bones, whatever, you should be able to take from that bone and somehow connect it to the DNA of the pilot. Yep. Where's the report on that saying it, that's it? Where's the... So they were going to do this analysis on these piece that was found. Where's the where's the analysis then? Where's the report on that? That's the shit that I want to see. Yeah, if you've and, got these things, where's the weird because the there's so it? many contradiction things. Because in that one right there is, is July, the first confirmed part of the Boeing 777 Flapron washed up on Reunion Island in the Western Indian Ocean. That's saying in July the first one was. But the last thing said August was the first time. So they don't fucking know. 
Yeah. Hmm. I think Courtney Love has something to do with it. Nah. <laughs> I just saw her name on there for something. Yeah. I, don't know what, I don't know what she's doing. I wouldn't want to give her credit for something this <laughs> uh, brilliant of a plan. Yeah, I was just joking. But, okay. This is from January 25th, 2016. Oh, that's the most recent. That's cool. This is like real recent. Yeah. For, for here. Flight MH370 probe lost after... Volcano or something. It's fucking frozen. Because we have to put ads because, you know... Fucking irritating. I lace every goddamn website with ads. After collision with undersea volcano. Sonar vehicle breaks free on bottom of Indian Ocean during search for missing airliner. Okay, now here, this, from they got a picture, and it says, the description of the picture, Police carry the piece of debris that was washed up on Reunion Island in the Indian Ocean. Investigators are trying to determine if the piece of metal could have come from missing Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Now, in August of 2015, it was for sure from Malaysia Flight 370. In January 25th, 2016, they're still trying to determine if it could have been from Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Contradicting. Makes no sense. If it was from Malaysia Flight 370 in August, why isn't it now? Yeah, you. Why are you still trying to determine? (laughs) Well, no, it was confirmed in August. Remember? Yeah, according to that other report. But now it's not. It's being determined. Uh, The search for the missing Malaysia Airlines flight has hit a snag. An underwater sonar probe has been lost on the floor of the Indian Ocean. A deep-water towfish was being towed by Fergo Discovery on Sunday when it collided with an underwater mud volcano rising 1.3 miles from the seafloor. How do you not see that on sonar? Uh, Together with the 2.7 miles of cable that attached it to the ship, the unit, which was fitted with survey instruments, is now on the bottom of the ocean. Although it is hoped it will be possible to recover it, says the Daily Telegraph. The Fergo Discovery is currently making its way back to the West Australian port of Fremantle, so a replacement cable can be fitted. It is expected to reach port on Saturday. So it's there now. MH370 vanished with... Okay, we don't need to know all that shit all over again. Why do they have to recap what the fuck happened? We know, know it happened. Know. Last July, a six-feet piece of the plane's wing was washed up on Reunion Island in the Indian Ocean. So now in the, no, in the, same, in the thing, same article, it's saying, it's that, saying it that it is. Yes. <laughs> a second barnacle encrusted piece of metal was found on the Thai coast this weekend, but ocean modeling suggests it is unlikely to be part of missing Boeing 777. All right. Meanwhile, earlier this month, the Australian team searching for 370 identified the previously unknown wreck of 19th century ship, the second antique shipwreck uncovered during the search so far. Well, I'm glad that we're finding Well, look at that one on January 8th. Read that. January 8th. Relatives say missing loved ones are still alive. Relatives of the 154 Chinese and Taiwanese passengers on board the missing Malaysian Airlines MH370 flight say their families are being held against their will at an undisclosed location. They added that they were willing to absolve the captors if they released their relatives. We believe our loved ones may still be alive and are being held at an undisclosed location for unknown reasons, said the group in a statement issued at Kuala, in Kuala Lumpur. In the absence of proof to the contrary, we believe it is impossible the missing may still be alive. If this is so, we would w- we would willingly grant to the perpetrators 
amnesty in return for the release of the missing. The plane disappeared on its way... Okay, we know all that shit. Um, families of the 104 Chinese and Taiwanese passengers have rejected official statements about the aircraft's fate. They also dismissed the discovery of a jet wing part that washed up on the Indian Ocean island of Reunion last July. So they're, they're, the, they're saying bullshit. Mm-hmm. They're calling bullshit on that. French officials confirmed that the part belonged to MH370, suggesting that the plane had broken up as it crashed into the southern Indian Ocean. However, the family said, We do not believe any of the series of official statements starting from March 24, 2014, up to and including that of September 3, 2015. There is no real proof justifying any of these statements. Their comments came as Australia's Joint Agency Coordination Center said its search for the plane in a 120,000 square, mi- square kilometer area in the Indian Ocean was likely to finish in mid-2016. Three vessels... Uh, now it's Fugro, wasn't it earlier? It was Fer- Fergo? Yeah. Now it's Fugro discovery. <laughs> Fugro Equator and Havila Harmony are currently deployed for the underwater... They don't have spell check in uh, this yeah, country. Apparently. Well, I'm curious which one it is now. <laughs> uh, January 26, more than 80,000 square kilometers had been searched. Okay. December... No, we're going backwards in time. December 3rd, new analysis supports engine flameout theory. Okay, well, we don't need any more theories, so we're going to skip that. British pilot claims <laughs> plane could be found in weeks. Yeah, you're wrong, buddy. Okay. I mean, in reality, it should be found within weeks. So, in in one article alone, it contradicts itself. Like eight times. It says <laughs> they're determining if it's the if it's the uh, piece, but then later on in the article, it says it is the piece, and in the next article, it says the people aren't buying the official story right. that they're being told. Do you think the people could still be alive and held against their will still to this day? Because now we're talking two years. Well, my my problem with that is if they are, why haven't the captors come forward with demands yet? Like, well, the CIA isn't going to do something like that. And but the, also, Who, too, okay. what would be the point of that? If let's Who say it is the CIA, let's say it's the CIA and they captured them, and they they. Were, do you really think the CIA is gonna what? I already covered why I, the CIA would be behind. I know, it. I know, but why, why would they keep them alive? Why would they keep them alive? What kind of money? Uh, that, what kind of money and resource it would take to keep three hundred, almost three hundred people alive? Yeah, you know, even with bread well, and water every day, it's still a lot of money. So then, oh, what are these people like? Where are they coming up with this? Like, I understand not buying any of the official story, but what makes them think the people are still alive? And are it's weird just, that it's the Chinese and Taiwanese. So, is there? Do they have information? Well, they have, they they have the most people on the plane. Those no, the Netherlands did. Netherlands had like 139. How many people did just say were on the plane? 239. No, the for the Taiwanese. I didn't read that part of it, but the very I'm going up the very first page I looked at broke down. What country had how many people? And the Netherlands had the most. Why does this fucking website? It's the internet. It's the government. They're watching everything we do, and it lags down our shit. It's all these goddamn ads is what it is. You think it's ads, but it's actually the government. Well, whatever. They're all in cahoots. Yeah, relative to 154. 154 Chinese and Taiwanese. So it's 154 total there. And what was it, 239? 239, yeah. Minus 154. 
their numbers have to be wrong, dude. This is the one well, that kept contradicting itself. But Wikipedia is not that fucking reliable. Was either. that the very first page we looked at? Yeah. Was Wikipedia? Oh. Let me look up. Yeah, this, so let me go back to the Wikipedia. And you said it had the breakdown. Yeah, scroll down. Of country and how many people. Maybe it wasn't Wikipedia. It was one of the sites we were looking at had it broke down. No, it should be on here somewhere. It's in the book. It was on the right-hand side of the page. I know that. There are so many fucking pages we've looked at. Maybe it's not that one, dude. What would I look up to get that? Just that. Just, just put it. passengers of MH370. want the breakdown of the amount of people from what country. Yeah, see there's the nationality, actual. but that just doesn't break it down by people. Lots of weird names, huh? Dong Feng. See, there's, the weird thing is, is not a single one of them says Netherlands on there. Yeah, I don't know what you saw. Maybe it was in Flight 17 I was yeah. looking at that had Netherlands. Yeah, I bet you that's what it was. Cause there's We've looked at so many different things. I mean, there's mostly Chinese. Yeah, so maybe it was. Plane. Maybe it was the uh, Flight 17 I was looking at that had Netherlands in. But now, I haven't seen a single Taiwanese on here yet. Mm-mm. It's all Malaysian, Chinese. Indian, Indonesian, Indonesian, Dutch. There's like one Italian. New Zealand. New Zealand. There's American. One American. Philip Wood. That's the guy with the text. Oh, was? Yeah. Huh. We'll look up his name in a second. I'll show you. Okay, it's yeah. all Chinese. And there's the, uh, another American, Yan Zhang. It's but interesting. that's the same name for Chinese, though. There's two people named Yan Zhang. One Chinese, one American. That's interesting. What are the odds? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Look down further. The French guy, Yan Zhao. I mean, yeah. it's... Oh, it's all Malaysian. Oh, that's the that's, that's the, the crew. crew. Yeah, and they're all Malaysian. So, yep. go oh. Sakale. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. All right, look up Philip Wood. All right, Philip Wood. Finding Philip Wood Facebook. All right. Oh, underneath that one said debunked. Yeah, we'll click on that one next. Flight 370, Philip Wood's girlfriend, Sarah Bachk, got death threat. Oh. Interesting. Come on, government and your ads. Dude, she was a victim of two break-ins and a death threat. I'd be able to read it here if the fucking website would work. God, I hate fucking these websites. All right. The girlfriend of an American passenger aboard missing flight MH370 told NBC News she thinks she has been the victim of two break-ins, a death threat, and numerous unsettling phone calls since the jet vanished. My problem with that is the statement where it says she thinks she has been. 
You know if you're the victim of two break-ins, a death threat, and numerous unsettling phone calls. Yeah. You don't think that. <laughs> okay. Right. There's a problem here. Right. Okay. Sarah Bajk received an instant message warning that I'm going to come and kill you next. About two weeks after Malaysia Airlines plane disappeared on March 8th, several pornographic images and creepy phone calls were also received from the same number. Interesting. Uh... I didn't know. Uh, that's weird. Why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. Botch was preparing to move from Beijing to live with passenger Philip Wood, a 50-year-old Texas native and IBM Malaysia employee in Kuala Lumpur at the time of the tragedy. It was just another straw on the camel's back. Very upsetting, Botch told NBC News. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I don't think she cares either way. Uh, well, she's listening, Dave. <laughs> According to Bachk, the calls and messages began shortly after her apartment was broken into for the first time, midway into the second week after the f- flight disappeared. Whoever came wasn't very careful because I'm a real neat freak, so it was immediately apparent to me that some things had been moved, she said. My housekeeper was out of town, so it couldn't have been her, and I got home before my son got back. The, pass- the password on my safe had been reset, which happens when you try the wrong code three times. Hmm. Bajk added, the second time was a couple weeks later, and my neighbor saw two people leaving my apartment. I have no illusion, illusions of privacy here in Beijing. Uh, she said the call stopped after an FBI agent assigned to help her, and Wood's family was informed. Bajk is among 350 family members of passengers aboard the missing jet who have demanded raw data to be released for independent analysis amid questions about how the investigation has been conducted. In an open letter sent to the leaders of Malaysia, China, and Australia on Thursday, the relatives questioned how authorities could be certain the Boeing, Boeing 777 had uh, crashed into the southern Indian Ocean. Australian officials expect a global team of experts will take about two weeks to review all the data relating to the missing plane. The Beijing-bound flight was carrying 239 people. More than two months later, no wreckage has been found. So this is an old article. Yeah. The uh, oh, yeah. what they'd be looking for on in her residence. Let's just say. Well, he works for IBM. Yeah, Malaysia, a computer company. Yeah. So maybe he also has ties to that. But why would he send the text? You know what I mean? Who the killer? So you're saying he's got ties to Freescale Semiconductor? Yeah, and maybe they're. Going to see what he's got at home. Uh, I wonder what the timeline was of when the break-in start. When he sent that text, how soon did he send that text? I wonder. I don't know. From the date it went missing, uh, I'm going to keep that up so we can click on that here in just a second. I don't know any website that's before it's news.com kind of sounds fishy. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's bullshit, but we'll look at it here in a second. Let me let me do a Google search. When did Philip Wood was it Woods? No, I think it's just Philip Wood. What the fuck is the guy's name? <laughs> Click on that page. Philip Wood. Right on the top says Philip Wood, dude. 
literally time being exactly what I want to know. Right, I'm going to click on this first. Then we're going to go to the debunked. I mean, Snopes probably has all the answers. Oh, yeah. Why didn't we go to Snopes yet? What the hell? Because <laughs> I don't buy anything Snopes says. They're fucking full of shit. <laughs> Freelance journalist hijacked flight through 70 passengers sent photo from hidden iPhone tracing back to secret U.S. military base Diego Garcia. Okay. I want to see the picture. It's just... Oh. Freelance journalist Jim Stone. Hey, hey, I want you to call Jim Stone. Get him on the phone <laughs> from uh, the X. I didn't know he was down the Indian Ocean. <laughs> I didn't either. Um, let's see. Okay, this is what it says. In his post, okay, um, it doesn't have a date. That's what I want. The picture was posted along with the following text, allegedly from Wood. Quote, I have been held hostage by unknown military pers- personnel. See, that, and that's the thing. It would be personnel, but if you said personnel to Surrey, or like your voice text, mm-hmm. it would type out personal. So this adds to the fact that it that is valid in that it was a voice thing. It wasn't like he was sitting there texting, because right, he right. would have texted personnel. But uh, personnel after my flight was hijacked, and then in quotes, or in uh, parentheses, he got blindfolded. I worked for IBM, and I have managed to hide my cell phone in my ass during the hijack, I have been separated from the rest of the passengers, and I am in a cell. My name is Philip Wood. I think I have been drugged as well and cannot think clearly. Strangely, the blank black image labeled, it's got a bunch of numbers, contains the following metadata, which is being covered up by Mr. Hawkins. Oh, and now the website's not working. Yay. Interesting. Interesting how when we all see something, the fucking shit stops working. I swear to God, they're fucking fucking with us. I'm telling you, man, the government, dude, they don't want us to figure shit out. Hey, look, IntelliHub is not responding. <laughs> this is such bullshit. Okay, well, let's click on the debunked while that refreshes itself. Let's see. Debunked MH370 Philip Woods Diego Garcia photo text. Seriously, can these fucking websites, you know, have, like, an, another way to garner money? Do we have to have nine million fucking ads? We do. Oh, my God. It's going to drive me to be a fucking kill myself or something. Let's see. So it's saying that came up on 4chan.com, which is noted for disinformation that is often debunked. Let's see here. Why would it pop up there? Who was it sent to? Wasn't it? I think it was sent to his his uh, girlfriend, whatever. Um, clue one. The original article title shouts of being unprofessional at best title search command uh, okay this makes no sense oh, okay that's saying oh, sorry listeners I'm trying to read them I'm not reading you a bunch of bullshit 
what they're saying is that when uh, this picture and all this was originally posted, it mm. was listed as... Uh, must go viral. It's like, yeah, must go viral, blockbuster. This is accurate and now 100% confirmed. Hijacked IBM engineer successfully dialed out of Diego Garcia. Then there's an updated version that reads, Rush Update. The story below is now confirmed 100% true, all caps. Is acceptable when used for emphasis. They have been traditional in military writing and by alphabet personnel, such as CIA operatives. Um, short strings of words in capital letters appear bolder and louder than mixed case, adding that this is sometimes referred to as shouting on the Internet, using all caps as viewed as breach of netiquette. 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 Or to put it simply, rude. Um, Hubpages takes the issue further, analyzing the personalities of people who write in all caps and includes assumptions readers make when something entirely, when sent something in, okay. People think messages in all caps mean the writer is yelling at the, okay, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I don't know, it's stupid, keep scrolling down. So they're, they're dissecting people that type in all caps. What the fuck does that have to do with the thing? All right, there's the smoking gun. Image EXIF data, the smoking gun. The EXIF is intact. EXIF data gets embedded in every image by every camera and includes the circumstances under which the photo was taken. It can be viewed by saving the image to your desktop and then right-clicking it and selecting image properties. Hit the details tab. You can see that the image was taken on March 18th with an iPhone 5 with the ISO at 3200 and a shutter of 1/115th. Or one fifteenth. The coordinates are included in the EXIF data because the iPhone knows where it is, and the coordinates are for Diego Garcia. The first time a blank photo said it all. Since the entire theory is based on the claim that the EXIF data proves the location, it's imperative to look at that and show it's a hoax, as various posters have. One, however, demonstrates how EXIF data can be easily changed. EXIF data can be easily changed. Metabunk says that the material from the thread reproduced below for reference included, it's nonsense because it's so easy to fake GPS EXIF data. Here's the same photo with the EXIF moved to the Flamingo Hotel in Vegas. Huh. It's such a trivial thing to fake combined with the ridiculous narrative of smuggling an iPhone 5 up his rectum mm -hmm. and the image being black iPhone 5 has a flash. The only sensible conclusion is that this is a hoax, Metabunk says. The original, originally posted photo seems to have been clumsily faked using the free software Picasa that left an indication in the EXIF data as extra Photoshop metadata and stores the GPS data in a different format. So let's see. It's got faked Diego Garcia EXIF, real iPhone EXIF, Oh, so it's it's got the uh, okay. So they get little images showing like the right. EXIF data, I guess. Um, the piece has drawn attention for days, as intended, according to the title, writing style, and caps. In fact, it brought out some of the worst of the worst, intentionally or not. For example, on March thirty first, a before its news poster wrote. See, I don't. Here's that before its news. Um, sent to Jim Stone via email. No dice. In a tiny airplane seat, take your pants down and stick a phone up the butt. 
All while, all while under the gun from the hijacker says nobody move, impossible. The 8-inch salami story is irrelevant to the circumstances on the plane. You have failed, end quote. Well, I think we mm-hmm. ought to get Jim Stone on. I mean, he lives in Rockford. Yeah, he's a buddy of ours, yeah. We'll just get him on and, and <laughs> ask him about this. Uh, to that, Covert Killjoy replied, Oh, police, you honestly think the CIA would bother sending people to debunk the piece about a phone being shoved up one's ass? Was the IBM employee a porn star? What saddens me is that you people, me included, have turned away from mainstream because we can supposedly, supposedly, what in the fuck? (laughs) I understand people say that, but to actually spell it out (laughs) is ridiculous. Discern the truth from lies. And to that... We be doomed, replied. I have totally lost faith in this site. I, I know I treated many of the stories with s- skepticism and had a laugh at some of the loons on here, but the complete charisma bypass of most of the users on here fills me with sadness. Okay, I'm tired of reading this nonsense. Yeah, it's stupid. It didn't really debunk shit. It just really yelled at each other. I am curious, stupid. though. About what? You have an iPhone. I do. Take a picture while you're in the Bahamas on the boat. Okay. Or, like, on the way to somewhere. Yeah. I want you to take that picture. And then when you get back, let's... Or, no, while you're there, text it to me. I'll open it on my computer, and I'll do what it... How it says to look at the XF data. And I'll pull it up, and I'll, I want to see how it links it to where you're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I just want first to think, you let's do it right now. Well, we could do it now, but I, I kind of want to do it while you're in the too. ocean. I, know, I will. I'll do it in a random too. place that's probably harder to like. I'll do it then too, but I want to see what it okay. does. So, take a picture. I want to see. Get back to where it says how to check it. Okay, it's right here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to save this. The directions. This way I can check it later on. We'll check it now, too. Did you take a picture? Yeah, I just sent it to you. Okay. Send it to my email? No, I texted it to you. You sent your email. And there you have it. If you want to email me, very simple. Thinktankpod at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at the thinktankpod. Uh, let's see here. You can go to uh, thearyaman.com, click the sponsor tab, then click the Amazon banner right at the top there. Bookmark it, and you'll never have to go through those steps again. Just always go to your bookmark, buy whatever you want on Amazon, and Amazon kicks us back small percentage, which helps pay for the podcast. These are free podcasts, so this is how uh, this is how we kind of make a little bit of money doing this uh, free entertainment. So, also, phoenixbeardoils.com. Go there, check it out. Um, <clears throat> we've got a... Let's see, it's a, an oil coming out in March. It's called I Like Your Beard. It's uh, But it's spelled... B-E-E-R-D, I think. Um, it's supposed to smell uh, kind of like uh, hops that beer's made from. So uh, that is uh, 
That is uh, Eric, the uh, Beer Fathers from the Beer Friends podcast. That is his uh, creation. Uh, him and Dave created it. So, um, anyways, that comes out in in March. And I'm not sure how long you'll be able to... I think you may only be able to buy it for the month of March. So you're going to want to get on that. Um, and also there's tons of other scents over there to check out. So what you do is you go to phoenixbeeroils.com. You pick out all the scents that you want to try. Uh, definitely pick up I Like Your Beard in March. And then uh, on checkout, enter the promo code D2R. The letter D, the number 2, the letter R. Uh, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. So, pretty good deal. Uh, Dave also throws in a free sample. So, I'll try and probably pair it with uh, what you bought or give you the newest, coolest creation that he's got. So, do all that. Alright, Chicago PD update from last Wednesday. Uh, basically, as I was not sure how they were going to whack the whole thing together, attitude-wise, um... I kind of told everybody about where I'd be. Maybe you saw me. Maybe you don't. didn't know you saw me. You actually see all of me. Um, but depending on how big your TV is, I may have been an inch tall. I may have been two inches tall, just based on how tall or how big your TV is. But I am seeing full, full shot. You can see my car. I think my car is more famous than I am at this point. Um, but... Uh, yeah, uh, basically, if you can get your hands on, if you got Hulu or uh, something like that, or if you, I think you can get it on Amazon. It may be it, they may be charging like a dollar ninety nine to watch on Amazon, but if you have Hulu, I know you can probably get it for free. It's included with Hulu, so uh, or if you DVR'd it, however you you can access it, go back. It's uh, it'll be episode I think it was episode fifteen of season three. Chicago PD. The episode title is called A Night Owl. It's about uh, a college professor is caught smuggling heroin into Canada. That's basically the quick one-line synopsis. Obviously more shit happens in the episode, but if you go pull that episode up, you literally, and if you only want to see me, I mean, I would recommend watching the whole episode, but if you only want to just say, hey, I, I saw I saw Ryan the Area Man on the, on the TV, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to go pull up that episode, you're going to hit play, or whatever, and uh, the episode will start out, you'll see a an orange sign, it's going to say sobriety checkpoint, or something to that effect, uh, that'll be the first thing you'll see, and then the camera will kind of pan to the to the right, and then start to like kind of go up in the air to kind of give the an overview of the scene uh, of the sobriety checkpoint. As the camera goes over to the right, you're gonna way on the on the right side towards the bottom of your screen. You're gonna see a uh, silver car, and then standing in front of the silver car, you're gonna see a police officer handing a, a, a gentleman who's about an inch tall uh, or two inches tall, depending on how big your TV is. He's gonna be handing him. You're gonna see the, the cop handing him something. It was uh, it was an ID. The guy getting handed something is me, and that silver car is my car. Uh, and then I, I almost want to say the like you see me on screen for I don't know I want to say maybe five seconds I don't know which yeah that's not very long in a 60 minute uh, episode well 44 
when you take out the commercials, but uh, five seconds of screen time. It was, it was around there. It might have been three seconds. It might have been eight seconds. I don't know, but, uh, you know, it depends on when you're counting. From the moment you see the silver car to the moment they cut to uh, the next... Uh, like they, they, after they do that kind of like that shot, the overview shot, like I'm in that most of that shot. Cause as soon as I start to back away from the camera, go to the right, and then up, like I'm in the shot. Well, the car and me are in that shot. And then as soon as I cut to another shot of the sobriety checkpoint, then you no longer see me. And, uh, you know, I watch the remainder of the sobriety checkpoint scene, and I can't see my car, but my car was in the background of that entire sequence that they did there, because uh, I was there and watched them film that entire sequence. Um, but I can't physically see it. I, I mean, I suppose if you were like, you could like really slow it down, you may be able to see a little bit of my car, but what what the hell difference does it make at that point, right? Um, so anyways, check that out. It's literally, you got to watch the first 18 seconds of the show and you'll you'll see me and be done. So, go do that. It's good times. Um, then, had another little uh, bomb I'm going to drop on you. Next Wednesday, which I'll obviously talk more about next week, and next Wednesday, at this point, I, I mean, I, I won't say it, but it's pretty obvious, same show, same network, same time. Get your DVRs, get you know where you're recording. If you still use a VHS, get it going, get it locked in for this next Wednesday, March second. You will uh, you'll get to see me again. This time, this time, I am fairly confident you'll be able to make me out, not make out with me, but uh, as you're watching. You should be able to, I don't know if you'll see my face, it may be blurred, but you will be able to see me and say, hey, that's him, unless they really whack this thing up. Uh, but uh, I've done another one, and it will be like, this time I, I was walking right in front of the cameras and, and all this uh, for a scene, so... I mean, obviously, they they can whack this shit up to 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 do everything. They had tons of cameras all over the place. So, uh, but I did uh, basically they sh the way they shot this particular scene I was in. They there's I walked in front of three cameras one time, and then they or well several times while they filmed that angle, and then I walked in front of the camera when they moved them all around so you sh i should be seen by every single camera so i don't know how they can whack this thing up where i'd get edited out now i don't know physically what you'll see you may see me from the front you may see me from the back you may see me from the side either way i'm walking through the scene and i walk right in front of two major uh stars on the show so in order to see these stars i gotta pass them first so uh, you should see me. It, it, I may be blurry, but I, I can't fathom how they're going to whack this up to to edit me out. But anyways, uh, we, we, we've dubbed me the Clint Howard of this television show. Uh, if you don't know who Clint Howard is, that's Ron Howard's brother, and he's been in uh, a ridiculous amount of 
of movies and TV shows and everything. This guy's in everything. And, uh, and he plays a different person in everything. And that's kind of what I'm becoming. I, I'm, I'm the, the series regular who plays a different guy in, in all these different episodes. So, uh, it's kind of cool. It's a, uh, it's a nice little thing to experience. But, uh, anyways, I'll talk more about it next week and I'll remind everybody to watch it next Wednesday night. All right. So, we've covered everything. I think there's your, your update. And uh, you got a future one to check out, so that's cool. You've got the you've got the email, the Twitter, the sponsors. I think that'll have to do it. Next week, we finish up Malaysia Flight 370, the missing airplane. Uh, we finish out uh, the three-part series. So, and next week's a good one. We start to to go MythBusters on the on the whole thing and actually attempt to MythBust in studio some of these theories. So should be fun and exciting. I'm sure you all enjoy it. Once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for clicking the down button, download button. Hey, one thing I don't ever ask for is share this with your friend. Like if you click it or whatever, click the download and, and listen. Uh, Share the, the link to how you listen to it, or uh, if you listen to, into iTunes, I know you can share it from there. Share it on your Facebooks, your Twitters, your uh, whatever, your Tinders. I, I don't know, whatever you, you people do and apps you have. If you can share it into the app to a bunch of other people, do that. And tell them, hey, check this shit out. This has got some good stuff. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we're uh, trying to expand our our reach. So that helps. Um but yeah, share. Tell people about it. Even if you don't like it, just go tell them to download. I mean, I prefer if they listen, but, you know, take what we can get. So thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.